Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Phelan, I just got to get this out of my system right now. <laughs> Charmed is back and better than ever, Phelan. Uh, tonight we watch season one, episode 11, Witch Perfect. <laughs> In case you were curious what they're cribbing off of. Within uh, a few sentences, Phelan, can you describe what the plot of this episode was? Singing in pirate shirts. Perfect. No one will be lost. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're going with? <laughs> okay. All right, you Phelan. Want more than that? <laughs> it was about evil sirens. Well, okay, an evil conductor who was the conductor of the original Sirens, the maestro, and he's <laughs> come back to get his groove on and <laughs> knock an audience dead <laughs> with some high schooler or college girls, I guess. <laughs> they were taken over by an episode of Glee. <laughs> there are singing responses to people in this episode. From Little Miss Pirate Shirt herself. <laughs> the plot was totally stupid. <laughs> oh no, you didn't just say that. I'm gonna destroy you on stage. It's like the enemy was John Ralphio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm open-minded as hell. I think you're pretty good looking. Thank you. Oh man, tremendous! So I, I, <laughs> I think it's obvious from our reactions. Um, <laughs> this episode was um uh, crazy to us. Uh, what what overall did you think of it? Was it good? Bad? Yes, been it was a better one for this charm. <laughs> it was. It had a lot of um, the Macy and Galvin pairing, which I like now that he woke up. Who would have called that, right? I know. Galvin's been <laughs> a 180. It's like, now it's like, oh, Galvin's there. Now it's, he's funny. I like Galvin. <laughs> now I'm living for Galvin. Gal yeah. It's the Galvin show now, baby. Need more Cybodon with <laughs> Galvatron. <laughs> Well, you know, now that Nico's back and uh, and Galvin's gained a personality, we gotta we gotta decide who's the better new Daryl. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the Daryl off. Uh, the new Daryl is um, Mel's uh, cult girlfriend. No, why would you say that? Why would you insult Daryl like that? <laughs> Jada is not the new Daryl. I will strike that from the record. <laughs> You're lucky you're not going to get sued for this in demon court. <laughs> <laughs> I did a poll, by the way. <laughs> what should be the Galvin-Macy uh, couple portmanteau, and the winner was the new, new Daryl. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> I think maybe that, uh, that answers the question, who is the new Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a great time watching this one. I think this was one of their most fun episodes. Like, it really leaned into the campiness of it. It felt almost Riverdale-esque. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of that because of the uh, because of the musical numbers, and they just kind of go with this as being how the world works. 
Mm-hmm. It opened in Athens, Greece. And you know that it's Greece because they're playing the most stereotypical Greek music. <laughs> it was a stereotypical as, as if like an Italian is at an Italian restaurant and you just hear like the... Just so you know that it is Greece. And um, the uh, conductor who is... Uh, he runs this group called the Hilltones. Uh, he is visiting Greece and finds this demonic pitch pipe that ends up getting him possessed. He's like, I really need something for this stupid college uh, concert. <laughs> Better yeah. go to Gre- Greece and get this demonic pitch It didn't seem like a very college plot. It seemed mm-hmm. very high school. It seemed very glee. Like, I found yeah. this weird... That's why I kept accidentally saying high school, because it's like, I don't really think about... This kind of dumb crap going on at college. Well, in the way that everyone <laughs> acted, too. Yeah, it, it totally seemed like a, a high school drama. I think one of the reasons that I enjoyed this episode is that Parker was not in it. There was <laughs> little to no mention of him. And in fact, Maggie seems to have forgotten he existed. Like, she shows up and she's singing. Like She's like, walking on sunshine. <laughs> she, yeah. well, she's over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, completely different from her fake crying in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> She's a a lot more convincing uh, as happy and bubbly than crying. It turns out mm. she just needed two weeks to get over Parker, and then she's back to her old self. Yeah, it was super self-absorbed Maggie time a lot in this episode, though. Like, holy oh crap, God. she was Phoebeing it up a few times <laughs> in this. <laughs> I think the best example of that was when Macy immediately is just, you know, there's a lot of shows that would treat this twist about them having um, a different father than they thought, and, like, the sisters aren't, uh, their parentage isn't who they thought was. Um a lot of shows would treat this as, like, a super secret serious thing and maybe draw it out a bit. But this is, like, within a few minutes into the episode, Macy's like, Hey, guys, I got some news. Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, she... I never li- really like that storyline, though, of, like, I know secret, I'm going to hold on to it for no reason for a while. I don't think it should have been drawn out a lot, but I think maybe it should have, like, taken the episode for her to work up to it or something. Yeah, there could have been a bit more to it than just, I'm gonna say it, but it's like, (laughs) whatever, okay, fine. (laughs) This show jumps the gun on a lot, and this one I don't mind as much as some of the other things. She tells it to them as if, like, this is some really great news. That was weird. That was the weirdest part about it, is that she, oh, guess what? Something really funny happened. <laughs> Mel, you're the half-sister. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mel seems to be oddly silent on this issue. There's a lot about Maggie, and it's like, but how does Mel feel about this? Because it would affect her, too, in a similar way. Well, she gets um, really grumpy with Macy about it first. Yeah, the way that they explain Macy's tone when she tells it to them, like, it it made it make sense. They're like, stop trying to control our reactions. She's trying to, like, sway the situation into a way that that she has control over it. And uh, obviously it's not going that way because it wasn't a great way to (laughs) to throw this news at them. (laughs) And uh, when she tells them, Maggie's reaction is, 
you told me this before my audition. You ruined yeah. my audition for the Hilltones. Yeah, I really <laughs> didn't need this right now. It's just like, no, <laughs> this should be the priority thing, not the stupid <laughs> auditions for your little concert. <laughs> I really didn't need this affecting my concert. Not, not yeah. either of them. This would be equal affecting to all of them. But she has no concern over anything about that. Like, just, this is about me. This is Maggie time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, ah. <laughs> and you would think, like, the thing that would affect her the most would be the fact that she is the one that most wants to believe in their deadbeat dad. Like, she's mm -hmm. the one that wanted to invite him to the Christmas party and he didn't come. And she has all of these issues there. And even though that doesn't make him not her dad... The fact that he is not her birth father anymore and all of this was built on a lie that her mother told them, um, that would be more affecting than this audition thing. And if they had gone into that more, like maybe she's just using the audition as a distraction and it really wasn't about that, it would be different, but they never really go into that. Mm -hmm. Once we get to this audition plot, um, it's, it's full of all of these catty theater stereotypes the mm -hmm. first scene that we get with them there's a girl auditioning and it's followed by a flat next like yeah. you would see in high school musical or something and maggie comes in and sings a sad rendition <laughs> of i'm walking on sunshine and there's a guy standing by the side of the stage where he's like, hey, you know that new sound that no one's ever been looking for? Well, listen to this! Like, pick a different song. Dude, yeah. like, if you can't control, like, the, you know, if you, she picked a sad song, it could be mm -hmm. more of a moving audition, but it was so weird that she went with that. But luckily, the possessed teacher was looking for stupid, so she's in! <laughs> I love it! Yeah. Thank you! That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're in. <laughs> I'm. By the way, I want a song that will kill the audience, and you almost killed me with that. That was horrible. You're in. <laughs> Wait, I don't think anyone was turned down, actually, because that girl that he was like, next, like, she was in the group. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So, how picky was he? I don't think it really mattered if it was someone who was sad because he had his own arrangement and, and this tea that he gave them to, like, affect their voices. So, it really shouldn't have mattered how she auditioned. Yeah. Is tea that affected their voices and also made them immune to killing themselves with the song, I guess? I guess, yeah. Because they use it on Galvatron later. <laughs> I'm alive! It seems like it also doesn't affect witches as well. It just seems to be humans. Yeah, they have a line to explain it because everyone else is like dying and they're fine. They're like, we're immune because we're witches, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes as much sense as anything. Like, sure, why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> we get the return of Lucy. This is the end of all my faults! I was glad to see that batch back. <laughs> yeah, the psychiatrist is in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and um, and Maggie does go and give her five cents so she can dump her problems on Lucy. So. Yeah, she goes to her about her problems, and it's so sad because it's like Lucy really is her closest friend who isn't one of her sisters. Why she doesn't even go to Harry about this? It's weird that they're that close, like already at this point. They seem kind of still like frenemies, though, don't they? I guess. Like it, I don't think Lucy's particularly loyal. No, but Lucy seemed very... She wasn't as catty as she was earlier on. Like, before, I think, when, like, Maggie jumps onto the stage later to steer the siren song away from killing everyone, Lucy's just kind of like, yeah! Like, she's all happy about it. Like, earlier (laughs) on, I think her character had been like, oh, she's stealing the spotlight from me, but she never says anything like that. So she's just, like, on board with it. That was another thing that reminded me of Riverdale. It's like, even if it's someone who, like, had you framed for murder, the next episode, you're just going to be buddies. It just depends on on who's writing, what day it is. Yeah. (laughs) They're perfectly fine, especially when it comes to musical numbers. Lucy is part of this Hilltones group, and we're introduced to the real catty bitch, who is Effie. She's the worst. She shows up like she's like, I can't throw you off your game if you didn't have any. (laughs) Holy shit. I really like, I'm not exaggerating for people who are listening. I really did have to pause and like, just take a moment to like, take all of this in. Cause not only her singing response as if this is something a human being does. (laughs) Her outfit was it was baffling to me. Just completely insane. She had to rush over there after swashbuckling. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a swashbuckling Scottish pirate with an asymmetrical hemline on her shirt and a western bow tie? Like, what was any of this? <laughs> I couldn't understand what aesthetic she was going for. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> It's like she fell out of a production of Brigadoon into Pirates of Penzance and then (laughs) (laughs) something with cowboys. (laughs) Ridiculous. But I I can't call her the superstar of the episode because I think my favorite has to be the maestro. The Goldie Hawn. Cheerleading tryouts were 30 years ago. Let's grow up, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) He's such a bitch. (laughs) I like he posed for pictures with them, though, and, like, smiled. (laughs) All right, I was pissed at you, but okay. Selfie time. Yeah, like, was that supposed to be a picture from earlier? Or was it just, like, it was, like, after, like, oh, I need a picture of that. So, hey, can we get a nice picture together? Yeah, they made it seem like she, like, undercover stealth took a picture. But clearly the one she sent, they're posing with him. Yeah. They're all like, yeah. (laughs) Like, it was totally not from that time. Because it's her and Lucy's standing with him smiling yeah and he had just been fighting with them yeah both of them (laughs) (laughs) and he gets so mad at effie because she's trying to do a solo and and steal the whole show and this is gonna mess up his plan which involves a bunch of harmonizing he calls her um her singing style subpar aguilera circa 2001 vocal parkour (laughs) (laughs) what a word salad Wow! Yeah, he shredded her with that. Ooh, shredded! That was a deep cut. 
<laughs> I don't know if she's going to recover from that one. <laughs> yeah, she almost didn't, because then, like, her soul, I guess, flew out of her face. <laughs> her soul got totally stolen! What? A student loans are a B-I-T-C-H, hit it! Uh, Maggie texts to, to, uh, to her sisters, Demonic pitch pipe, help! <laughs> <laughs> this is like if Shang Tsung had a concert. Your soul is mine. Because he wants to kill the audience with the spell, the certain harmony will steal everyone's souls. So Macy is hanging out with Galvin, and she opens the, the Book of Shadows using her powers. And he yeah. goes, that is sick. Yeah. He goes, that is sick. <laughs> oh, whoa, my girlfriend's a cool, badass witch. I love it. I'm super supportive of all this. <laughs> Get rid of everyone else but Macy and Galvin. <laughs> it's the Macy Galvin show. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that a couple of times. Like, man, I, I like them a lot better than anyone else on this show right now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I wouldn't have pegged this romance as being the one I was most vested in, but I really, I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah, they suddenly got good. It's a, such a shock. <laughs> that is really something from the the workshopping that has been successful. I think um, yeah. <laughs> if we can give some credit to this show, because they've had a lot of messes and they still mm -hmm. do. But I think this was something that it was it was so good that they listened to the audience about this and and kicked themselves in the butt. Yeah, to... course corrected that. Uh huh. So uh, Harry, who is still recovering from his time in Tartarus, he's he's taken a little bit longer than Crybaby Maggie. <laughs> uh, his powers aren't working, so he can't teleport uh, Macy and Galvin to go give this spell to Maggie, so they have to text it to her. Uh, and they're at this concert, and the group is singing Killing Me Softly. <laughs> <laughs> and they gotta beat this bitch with the power of harmony. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so Maggie comes in and starts stealing a solo. <laughs> yeah. The power of song saves the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like too, like when Macy and Galvin are like explaining it to stupid Maggie, and like they're just like in sync with each other. Oh yeah, the this and the yeah. And, and then there's this Maggie there, like da 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 La 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 la! I did it! <laughs> this totally ruined my concert. <laughs> Guys, you weren't thinking of me at all when you said things, were you? When she's gotta buy some time after they've sung this, because apparently this was a one-song concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, hey guys, let's keep going! And they're like, this is most unorthodox, but I guess it'll work! Unprepared acapella walking on sunshine i get why the maestro thought he didn't need another song since the audience would be dead but i kind of wonder why the girls never question like what else are we doing during this no just one song uh, okay <laughs> the fact that they go into an acapella walking on sunshine with perfect harmony with no pra practice at all Mm -hmm. Magnificent. Beautiful. Mwah! Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs>
so they've still got to depossess this music teacher, and it doesn't work because the power of three won't work if they're mad at each other. Which just seems like counterintuitive to every time they need this spell, huh? <laughs> yeah. The power of three won't let it be when they are mad. <laughs> That never made sense to me. This was something that was a rule in the other show, because I do remember them, like, their powers not working when they were particularly mad at each other, depending on who was writing. Yeah, well, I mean, if everyone had to actually be happy, it would never have worked, considering Piper was there. (laughs) Yeah, oh, man. Mel was totally channeling Piper here, wasn't she? Uh Uh-huh. Mel had, like, even one of Piper's ponchos going on. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She's got the... The Piper Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) She got the pipes. She got the Piper! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That was like Galvin at the end when he got, you know, the um, flute. (laughs) You got the touch! Hey, did I just bust my first (laughs) demon? Yeah! (laughs) Yo, did I just vanquish my first... He says yo now. He's a yo kind of guy. Yo! Before, he was barely a, hey, and now he's a, yo, what's up? Yoda man. Yoda man. Yes, use the force, Gavin. (laughs) Why did you just go into Yoda? (laughs) Because Yoda man. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you did there, fam. (laughs) Galvin is the man. They just, they, the fact that they trust him enough he is only like a couple episodes into knowing that they're witches at all, and they toss him that pitch pipe, and they're like, "Galvin, save the day!" And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. After they give him some healing tea, I like too. Like he's there dying on the floor, and they dump the tea in his mouth. Like I guess he swallows it and everything, even though like you assume he's not doing much if he's there dying but it's like (laughs) (laughs) he plays that pitch pipe and releases everyone's souls and then they continue listening to the concert and applaud as if nothing happened (laughs) yeah hey were we all dying there i thought i saw your soul flying out of your body (laughs) what a great concert yeah it was a gas leak. <laughs> Isn't that right, <laughs> Principal Snyder? Yeah, it was, a, it was gangs on PCP. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what happened with Galvin and the whole, like, his his grandmother knew, like, a bunch of hoodoo spells or whatever? Like, is he gonna go into that more? Or he's just, he's just cool with helping out however he can. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's great. I love he's just down for everything and like immediately they're so like accepting and they're like, yeah, all right, Galvin's helping out and we should, we should make sure he doesn't get his mind wiped. Even though I think Harry wants to wipe his mind. Yeah, Harry mentions, I think a couple of times, he's like, hey, I could uh, wipe his mind. Like, nah, it's cool. (laughs) Are you guys sure? Yeah, he's good. Yo, Harry, I don't need my mind wiped. I'm cool. (laughs) Wow, he really is cool. I can't wipe his mind now. (laughs) Oh, shit, it's Parker. He's standing outside, and they're, like, closing the blinds, like, don't let him know we're inside. (laughs) I'm gonna wipe Parker's mind. (laughs) Hey, Maggie. (laughs) Did you get the notes? (laughs) Can uh, Harry wipe anyone's mind? Like, what if he just went up to Alistair and wiped his mind (laughs) of everything? (laughs) And he's just like... 
I don't know who I am it'd anymore. Be, it'd be great <laughs> if he could. I, I don't think he can do much of anything right now. Yeah, I mean, when he's normal, though, like, could, was that an option? He just wipes someone's mind. Just like, I think probably he's not supposed to be able to for? affect demons. <laughs> yeah, it would be hilarious if he could do that. <laughs> you wouldn't have to do anything if you just wipe their minds. <laughs> yeah. I hope they kill off Parker. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. It's like a missile gets shot up his butt. Oh! <laughs> Alas, Parker, I knew him, Mel. Before we get too far from the Macy Galvin thing, uh, I do want to talk about the scene where uh, Macy is stress juicing. <laughs> and she says, the truth is out there. <laughs> She's going to find out the truth about, uh, about uh, her parents and why they lied about uh, Maggie uh, having a different father. Macy and Galvin, FBI. Yeah, like, they have their own adventures going on. So much more interesting than anything else that, that's happening with the other two. And uh, she decides to just cast a random, like, find the truth spell. Which, <laughs> you could do that. I guess you could solve anything. So all these books start, like, flying everywhere and Galvin's all ducking, like, oh, I guess this is a thing that happens. Yeah. And uh, she finds a bunch of letters uh, from her dad to her mom. Uh, that revealed that they were in love for decades. Um, I don't know if they revealed that her dad was dead. They must have said it at some point, but I, I didn't realize until now that, that he was dead. I think it was the first line Macy said. She said, I'm your sister. My dad's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, that is wild. <laughs> he pops out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah, and then Galvin's there. He's like, yo, dead dead. Yeah. <laughs> your dad's so dead. His acting's wooden no matter what. <laughs> Galvin, your material needs work. <laughs> Galvin, don't play that. <laughs> Here, look at Macy's father, and then he's wearing a stupid swashbuckling outfit. <laughs> he's wearing the same outfit Effie was wearing. Yeah. Effie was her dad the whole time. <laughs> we mentioned Effie uh, came back to life. Who cares? She's the worst. Yeah. No, it's really important because Effie's going to be a recurring plot line. <laughs> they stole my solo. Yeah. I, just, I thought that was funny. It's like that we were made sure to know that she was lifed back. She did look pretty dead until we like until we were found out about the soul thing. Like it did look like he killed her. Yeah, well, I thought she was dead, and it was just like, oh, but her soul can fly back into her body once they panpipe them. <laughs> so Macy's dad also knew that their mom was a witch, and he knew about Maggie, and we find out from the letters that Maggie was conceived New Year's 2000. Mm. So she's 19? Yeah. I guess that tracks. They're babies. I feel old. What a bunch of babies. What <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of babies. What a bunch of babies on this show. Stupid babies. <laughs> this helps a little bit knowing the timeline, but it's still a little bit weird, this retroactive uh, thing that they've done. Uh, because right. that means that Macy was conceived, and then she gave up Macy, and then she got with her husband, the deadbeat dad, and mm -hmm. had Mel. And then had an affair later on with the original uh, Macy dad, and then had Maggie, but raised her as her own, even though she gave up Macy. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, she would be her own, I guess. She wouldn't. She would still be her daughter, but raised her as the other guy's daughter. Yeah, and he didn't realize. <laughs> and he didn't realize, I get, well, if he did know, man. <laughs> if, if they didn't tell him, like, what a dick move, right? Yeah, she's writing letters to the other guy, like, oh man, this idiot thinks this is his daughter, LOL. <laughs> Women gotta support women, though, am I right? <laughs> When's Grandma Ghost gonna show up and be like, he didn't need to fucking know. <laughs> Men don't need to know anything. They have nothing to do with their children's lives. <laughs> well, I guess it turns out he's an asshole anyway, so... Whoa, who brought back my cheating wife? <laughs> maybe they'll say he left because of that. It doesn't make it right, but maybe he found out that she cheated and that Maggie wasn't his daughter, and he's like, peace out. (laughs) I'm out of here and cutting you from my life. Bam! I liked Macy's scene with Galvin where she's talking about her birthday party and how she didn't know she had sisters and she wished her mom was there and how lonely she was as a kid. I thought that was a nice scene. Yeah, it was a nice scene. I thought it was funny, though, when she's like, oh, you know, I could have had my sisters at my party. Imagine that. Like, she says that to Galvin. He's like, oh, I can't. Or she said, can you imagine that? He's like, no, I can't. I can't imagine any of it. Why would I? I wasn't there. <laughs> Did he say that? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just imagine that response, though. Because it's like, he can't imagine the normal version of it. <laughs> Why would he imagine it with them there? <laughs> Yo, I don't have this kind of problem with my family. I just take their pictures <laughs> to yeah. random parties and put their frame photos up. <laughs> my grandma was really weird, though. She's always casting spells on me for future girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> this all leads to a twist at the end where Macy and Maggie are looking through their dad's letters. Mm-hmm. And then find out the real reason why Macy is the odd one out. She's a zombie! <laughs> dun dun dun! Well, she can relate to Harry even more now, because technically he's dead too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can go have a nice talk about that. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that, sh- that she died at some point. Uh, I'm going to guess maybe there was a miscarriage or some sort of thing, because she-, she seemed to know while... Their mom seemed to know while she was pregnant with her that something was wrong with her. They apparently did something real bad to bring her back. Mm. I think it was conceive Maggie. That was the bad thing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this is sort of a way to get around this whole, like, why is she the odd one out kind of thing. But also, it, when you have a story like this uh, in a story that involves characters that by their very nature are raised from the dead. White lighters are people who died and old witches decided to bring them back and and make them into this other entity. But Macy's a dark lighter. Dark lighter? Oh my God. Is that how dark lighters are made? If they made her a dark, that would be interesting. I never thought about that. Genuinely. I hope that's what they go with. That's fun. That's a fun twist. Uh, so that, I think, is as smooth as they could make that story. Smooth as Galvin. Smooth. Yo, <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> so I've heard from other people, too. Uh, the other podcast about the Charm 2018, Charming, they had sort of the same uh, thoughts as we did uh, involving this twist 
being because of the casting controversy. And in a way, it, I don't know how much this can fix it, because the reason that people uh, were upset is because two of the lead actresses are not Latina. And whether you change their father or not, they're still supposed to be Latina. Um, mm-hmm. So it making them both half black does make it a little more kosher, I guess, but I don't know how much it fixes it for people who were really uh, offended by this or upset. We can't really speak to it because, like, we're not people of color, I think, but I I guess it's something that I should note here. (laughs) (laughs) But when are they going to mention that Galvin is from Cyberdon? Cyberdon! We do have some story stuff still, uh, (laughs) because there's a million things, as usual. Mel is largely uninvolved with a lot of what's going on. She's doing her own thing with the Sarkana plot, which I still do not care about. And she's also largely uninteresting. (laughs) She really is. She really (laughs) is not that interesting. Um, Not as bad as the Parker stuff. Jada, I think, is acting more like a person, which is less annoying, but I still... Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man, she's not Daryl. So Mel immediately tells her in the first scene that they meet up in this episode that, hey, by the way, I was supposed to infiltrate your group. Sorry, gonna be honest. Jada (laughs) says, oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) No one's properly affected by any big news because that would be, I mean, she basically says, like, we were wondering when you were going to tell us because it was obvious. We knew but... that you knew that we knew. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering when you were going to say that we knew you knew that we knew. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we all knew then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We done knew. <laughs> we all knew it. And then Nico's there taking pictures. And she's like, I got the scoops on these two. Look at this photograph. Looking at it really makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm putting it on my Facebook. <laughs> By the way, my glasses were fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alternate timeline has made her a PI now instead of like a just a street cop. But it also still kept her glasses off. She's still like, mm, I'm not about this. She's got more confidence in this okay, timeline, I, I think. Confidence that only not wearing glasses can <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she shows up at the bar that uh, Jada and Mel are hanging out at, and she is investigating Jada and the Sarkana uh, because she knows it's some sort of cult, and she's been sent there by Jada's parents, which I think is kind of funny to me that it's like her parents are like, she's like the rebel in her family. Like, you just don't understand me, mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Nika comes up to Mel's like, yo, she in a cult? Mel's like, what? No. no. <laughs> you eye and my lemon drink. <laughs> and then she drugs uh, Mel's lemon drink and she <laughs> What? What were Jada and Mel doing there before they like were they were just scoping out this rapist creep? Apparently. Like what is this what the Sarkana does? They're just like vigilante superheroes? Like they go on the street and they're like this this stupid rapist fuck was going to drug this girl's drink, so we're going to mess with him. Yeah. She, like, 
zaps up his hand and then says a few things, which apparently don't matter, because I think the zapping his hand was the big thing, because it sticks the glass to his hand. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second, he's gonna roofie me! Get him! (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on with this anymore. That storyline's still really a mess. Yeah. That's about it with that. Um, Harry's still looking for his son. Well, he's writing down all his memories so he doesn't forget them, and he's trying to track down his son. And then um, Home Shopping Network woman comes over, and she's like, Yo, your first duty is to the Charmed Ones. He's like, I don't know if I care about them anymore. (laughs) The first duty to Charmed Ones is... (laughs) To the truth! (laughs) Whether historical truth or bullshit truth. Or terrible fashion truth! <laughs> Harry White Lighter of the Something Something Enterprise. <laughs> Harry has a wonderful line in this where he goes, I'm not the same man I was before Tartarus. <laughs> like, I like just thinking about that line. There's a line everyone says, I'm not the same person I was before I went to Tartarus. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would. <laughs> Yeah, you would expect, I guess, if you went to Tartarus, it might change you. It's just a funny line to think about. I'm I'm dark now. I'm dark, Harry. (laughs) I know I had a son, and I will find him, and I will kill him. (laughs) Here's what I worry about with the storyline. First of all, I, I do like that he's looking for his son. And I liked that scene. And I like that um, with his character, there is this recovery period. There's something happening here that has consequences to other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't trust himself to be their white lighter anymore, whether he thinks that he can't protect them or he's um, not as squeaky clean as he thought before. And um, he's questioning whether he should be here anymore. But with storylines like this, especially like immortal characters where they got grown up adult children, there's mm-hmm. this tendency with, with shows like this to make their child like chip on their shoulder assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. man, I really do not want any of that. No part yeah, of it. Hopefully that's not it. <laughs> but this is uh, pre-complaining, I think. <laughs> It could be something else entirely. I'm interested to know what they do. Harry's son will be the charmed Connor. <sighs> Angel's son Connor. Ew, they even, <laughs> but they did this with the original Charmed when they had uh, fucking Chris. When they had Chris and Wyatt. Right. Chip on their shoulder, asshole future kids. And, like, this is, you know, not time travel, but still, like... No, thank you. Chris and Wyatt, the greatest duo ever. (laughs) Hey, we were just sitting around playing Xbox, and then we're like, wait a second, Wyatt's evil again, and our powers aren't working. Let's go back in time, Vic. What's going on? (laughs) What if it turned out Galvin was his son? (laughs) He looks good for his age. (laughs) Yo, that is wild. (laughs) Harry... I want to ask for Macy's permission to marry her. What? I want to ask for Macy's permission. Do I have the permission to marry myself? (laughs) Absolutely not. You're grounded, young man. 
You've given up, haven't you? <laughs> Phelan, it is time for the world's longest fashion segment. <laughs> Holy shit, this episode was on point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve to wear that uniform. I was living for this episode, Phelan. Every five seconds, I'm like, oh, new outfit, new outfit, new outfit. <laughs> I have to write down everything. All right. Here, here is the list that I have. The Maestro's fabulous blue suit with the uh, the pattern lapels. Right. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a background member of the Hilltones that has a baffling... Half of a red hoodie? Oh, yeah, that was Hilly herself. Hilly in the hill tones. <laughs> what? That can't serve any good purpose. It's not going to keep you warm. Do you think this looks good? I don't know. Bizarre. Bizarre. I don't know if that was just that extra's outfit or this was something that they fitted her with or whatever, but it was weird. No one wore that on their own. <laughs> She might have came in with a full sweater and they, wait, get a pair of scissors. <laughs> Perfect. It doesn't It doesn't look stupid enough yet. Oh, now we got it. <laughs> now we got little red hilly hood. Lucy has a plaid clueless looking outfit going on mm-hmm. uh, when she first shows up. Uh, but my favorite of hers, I think, is the kitty cat shirt that she's <laughs> wearing with like a, a pattern of a cat's face along with cheetah boots. Heavy uh, cat print uh, uh, theme in all of these episodes. The aforementioned Effie outfit, which uh, we went into in a lot of detail, but I, I do have this in the list. It deserves yeah. to be on here. It is the outfit to end all outfits. It stole the show. <laughs> it stole the show, much like Effie herself. <laughs> it was completely bizarre. And pants. Pants. I put Macy on this list. I don't think she gets on the on the fashion list very much, but I thought she had some good outfits going on, like and not like some bad ones. The pants one got her on there, <laughs> but this the, I thought she had some good ones. She had a she had a shirt on that kind of had a handkerchief pattern. Maybe it's paisley is the more accurate term for that pattern, but uh, but I liked that. It was like a silky looking shirt, and she had this uh, crop top green shirt and skirt that she wore together that was really flowy. Mm. I thought that was really cute. That was some good outfits. <laughs> Mel had some. She opened up the first scene. She's wearing a printed t-shirt with a ruffled overcoat over it. So it's like a fancy overcoat, but with like a, a print, like a, um, a band or something underneath it. And she has a paisley velvet dress with a cutout back with a trench coat over it and knee-high boots. Just imagining the band on her shirt being Maggie and the Magpies. <laughs> Maggie and the Cowpies. <laughs> Speaking of Maggie, all right. <laughs> she had a polka dot blue ruffle dress with a flower coat over it. And uh, I think my favorite of hers, uh, she has a one of her signature top buns with a silver jacket! One of those uh, Back to the Future 2 kind of silver yeah. jackets. <laughs> that was a good look. Pause a fruitly. Phoebe is rolling in her grave, wishing she <laughs> had these looks. <laughs> She's the worst! All right, Phelan. Overall, uh, what is your consensus on this episode? How does it stack up to the ones previous? 
Well, my consensus from the beginning of the podcast has changed greatly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you hate it. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the worst episode they've ever done. <laughs> no, like, it was fun. Like, the main plot with the evil maestro was funny, and I liked Macy and Galvin. Uh, Mel's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Mel was the weak link. We found the weak link! Yeah, I'm. She's kind of annoying too. Like, I feel like she should have had something more to say about the actual news rather than just being angry at the way Macy delivered it. Like, I feel like that was kind of the problem with that whole scene was just they were mad at her bad delivery rather than any impact of the actual news so much. She has this line. When they're doing the wrap-up at the end, where she says that um, by talking to Jada and by talking to uh, Nico, comparing this to what she had to do to Nico, she said sometimes people lie to each other because they love each other, like she's over it. Even though I never got any of that from those scenes, like it just seems so tacked on. It, I yeah. never saw the conflict in her and like working through these issues. And that could have been something she talked about with Jada, too. Jada could have even said, like, you know, oh, my parents are always doing this bullshit or whatever, like, and I hate them. And she'd be like, you know, like, but sometimes people are, are looking out for you or they think that they're looking out for you and, and they do some things that, that you don't agree with or whatever. Just something. Right. The fact that, that it involves their parents in both cases, too. But she seemed very, like, over it very quickly. And the fact she's like, Maggie, I've had you for 18 years, so you can go and, like, go off on your own and do this. Like, just totally uninvolved with what's happening. That being said, uh, I think this was my favorite episode. It might have beaten out the Christmas one with uh, Galvin passed out on the toilet. Though that was very good. <laughs> but now we have woke Galvin, so it's <laughs> a little bit better than passed out. <laughs> It was campy, and it was fun, and I think outside of Mel, they're doing a better job making the characters lively and likable, and some of them following their own stories. Maggie. <laughs> if you ignore the Parker thing, it was fine to me. <laughs> and for the most part, the episode seemed to be ignoring that. Yeah, but she was still very Phoebe in a lot of parts of this episode. Anyway, uh, Macy and Galvin will form the Pants Brigade. Say <laughs> <laughs> so we don't need the rest of them, but Harry can drop by once in a while with his son as long as he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> I know my pre-complaining on this. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm going to be annoyed by this. <laughs> but you know what? I'm putting my prediction in. I feel like... I feel like that's what they're going to go for. It just feels, it smells of that. Thanks for saving me, Dad. And by thanks, I mean thanks for nothing. <laughs> Clear <laughs> off, Dad. <laughs> oh, no, it's worse than I could have imagined. My son's become American. <laughs> <laughs> Meghan Markle, fake news. <laughs> All right, that's it for Charmed Hard with a Vengeance this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. You guys are awesome. I love all the Charmanders. They're, uh, they're pretty great. So if you guys could uh, talk about the show or subscribe, that'd be great. 
Hashtag charmed hard with vengeance. Hashtag Charmanders. Hashtag Maggie and the Cow Pies. <laughs> Hashtag yo. <laughs> Hashtag yo, that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the new new Daryl. <laughs> All right, we'll see you Charmanders next time. Bye.